Welcome to the Out of a Sean podcast. Good to see you, brother. How's everything? Good, man. We out here and, and, and alive and such an amazing time in the world. And um, it depends on your perception, how you look at it. Everybody has their viewpoint of who's what, and who does this and who can do what and who's the chosen ones. And, you know, all the conversations we've been having, it's, it's a very interesting time. Very interesting time and an exciting time, depending on what part of the spectrum you're on. Mm-hmm. Hey, that definitely is exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that conversation that we were having earlier this week in regards to this talk of the mm. Gentiles, who the Gentiles are. Uh, are they outsiders? Are they related to what the definition we looked up about being close to the Jews? I mean, every seems a form of religion has what we call Gentiles or outsiders. What's your take on that as we go back and venture back into what Genesis Um, says about this topic? Like you said, Gentiles is a term that's used um, that is, like you said, outsider or pagan or one who is out of covenant. So if you're looking at it from a pure biblical perspective without uh, having cultural lenses, whether in most cases when you read it in in spaces you're going to hear uh, Jewish or I just when uh, we were doing a little research heard a little bit about how the Mormons call that they're the chosen ones and everyone else is a Gentile um, then Paul talks about the, the, the Jews and the Gentiles and everyone has their kind of perspective then you have camps uh, within the Afro spaces like the Hebrew Israelites who feel like they're the ones and then they're the Gentiles and the, so everyone has their perspective but I think if we're going to be um, true to the to the word or the scriptures that we have right now and to uh, approach it from a galactic level, approach it from a practical level, a historical level. And then what exactly is the scripture saying? So, you know, out of Ashan, that's the whole premise to everything that we do when we come into a scriptural space is to look at it. Line by line, he said, study to show thyself approved line by line. Or th- those are two different scriptures. Well, one talks about study to show yourself approved, which is your act of worship. Because you can be in allegiance and alignment. You can be in covenant in spaces that you don't even know about that your forefathers gave um, rise to that you reap the the benefits or the ramifications of 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 residual um, damnation or brokenness or lack or however you want to put it. And we see that in nature, right? If you put a bad batch in of you didn't plant it right, wheat grows up with the tear and you got to wait for a season to go through before you could even replant because it may choke this. Or So because we're so disconnected from the earth, a lot of these principles are lost in our society because we're living in a a kind of false reality to a degree. And re- illusions can appear physically. So it can be physically there and you think it's real, but the substance of it, the principles that it's standing upon is not strong. For instance, let's use any currency, right? Any currency can go through fault, falter or debt. Like we a couple months back, we were dealing with the debt ceiling. And if Congress didn't come together here in the U.S. and make a decision, then that could have defaulted us on our loans, which according to the greater courts, I think there's like this kind of, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but the credit system of the world, we used to be triple A and then we went to a A, 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 but it wasn't plus. It was like A, 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 A. So we went down in the credit rating. That's all human made governments. Like, you know, we was looking at the 20 
2030 sustain a sustainable agenda um food sustainability equality all the issues that we talk about that are all outshoots of certain thought processes and uh, law that have been put in place they're saying oh by 2030 we're going to do it differently so logically i ask myself well how do, can i trust that do i believe that that's that's where we are currently in this world so to bring it full circle gentile is someone that's outside of covenant so if we're using that principle across the board you can move that into a lot of different spaces where you may not use the word gentile you may just say you ain't my you ain't a part of my clique you ain't a part of my crew you would be somewhat consent you're a gentile you're outside of covenant but in the scriptural space we got to go back to genesis and find out who are these people that this promise was given to and who were the outsiders and now the outsiders weren't necessarily a color thing although right now that's the way we see things in the world is through color 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 but years ago 200 years ago 400 years ago it was based on class you know you had the feudalist system you had all these different monarchs and so forth and so it was classism there was a class sort of pecking order and that was based on bloodlines as well which you know we'll talk about a little bit uh, later so a gentile genesis talks about verse one or chapter one most i creates right so let's just logically walk through this chapter one creation earth now whether you agree with it or not just follow the logic earth sun moon stars people are like well the earth couldn't have been made in six thousand years or six days or da 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 we're still trying to look at it through a european lens so Six days, the way I look at days, does lions look at days the same way I look at days? No, right? During that time period, did they count days the same way we count days? The scriptures do say that when the Most High moved upon the waters, the earth was already formed, but it was void. It was just a, it was like Jupiter or Mars where it doesn't have no life on it. Maybe it does. That, that's where the quotations are coming from. But it was, earth was without form and void. So if something was without form and void, that means it's still there. It could have been there for a billion years and then he began to build up top of it and regenerate it. So it would say, yes, it could have been done in six days or seven days, or it could have been, it fits both. So it just depends on how you're trying to look at it. But if you're looking at it from your own lens, you have blue glasses on, you can always think everything's blue. Or if you have pink glasses, or if you have red glasses or yellow glasses or whatever color. So I want to make sure I say all the colors because symbols come through colors too. They're like, oh my gosh, hold on, is he a part of this group? So everything, that's where our world is today because the heightenedness of the spiritual environment comes through portals of sound, through symbols, through ideologies, which we're going through. So Genesis 1, that's what we're talking about. Genesis chapter 2, he forms and I like what one, one brother said in our meeting that the most I spoke everything to exist, but he formed in the garden. He's like a gardener. He's forming and he created man, breathed in him, gave him the breath of life. Where is this garden? It's in Ethiopia or it's in the, the land that they call Africa now, which was called Abu Kalan, which is one of the oldest names. If you want to go to Sheikh Diop, who was a, a, a respected scholar from uh, Senegal, and I think he taught at the uh, University of Tanzania, I believe. But he has a lot of great materials about Abu Kalan, which means garden. So, so let, me, let me ask you this, because because on that point, you just mentioned the garden. And then you also specifically mentioned where it's located. Why is that something that you see around us that even 
growing up, going through so many different forms of education, whether it's formal, where it's informal in the churches, how come that point of emphasis is never brought up? Because I think it's a very pivotal and a very important one because even when we use the term the Holy Land, what is that we immediately think of? We think of Israel because of the so many different references to Israel and the children of Israel in the scriptures. But when we look at it from a geographical perspective, we clearly see that what has been discussed and what truly is based on, based just looking at a map, just in a logical format, it seems to be a disconnect. Why do you think that is? If, if something is true or someone wants to um, claim authority in any specific area, what do you do? You change. Like they said, the, the, the winner writes the history, right? That's what they say. That's what we see as a reality. Like, look at right now we're under um, um, the Caucasian thought process. I'll say that because we'll, we even go back to Greece and Rome from which the New Testament came from, which is how we're counting time, is in Roman time. Roman numerals, Roman letters, uh, Roman names, August, Augustine, Julius, July, June. Uh, these are all from a group of people. It's a thought process that came from a group of people. Cool. Understood. And most of the world goes by that time. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the, the construct of how time is orchestrated or how things are supposed to be perpetuated. So if you have a group of people who perceive things a certain way, if they're, once again, we use the tree effect. Top of the tree, bottom of a tree. Eagle, ant. Eagle sees the tree. Eagle has the power. Eagle's going to say the tree is green. That's all. Look at this tree. It's green. Give you viewpoint. Everybody's learning. Educated. Green. But the ant is at the bottom talking about, but it's brown. There's so much other things here. There's some green. I see some tree, but I see brown. I see bark. I see this texture. You're an ant. You don't know. It's, a, it's green. That's all it is. So if I go into the scripture and I say, you know what? I've been studying theology from one perspective, from the Judeo, which is once again an eagle mixed with an ostrich or whatever, if we're going to use nature, Judeo-Christian value system. And I've been in seminary and I never 20 years studied Genesis chapter two in this context until this time in my life that the most high comes and visits and says, read that again. Hmm. In Eden, Ethiopia, the river, Havila, all these places. Oh, that's the white blue Nile. Havila, Euphrates River, if you look at David Ramsey, is, a, a, is a, a map collector. He has a bunch of these old maps online, so you can check it out, dot com. And in the 1742 maps and all these older African maps, you see Euphrates River, you see all these different locations than where you said Israel or where they say the location is right now. And I'm not here to argue none of that. I'm going what the scripture is saying. So let's just walk with what the scripture is saying. So it says Euphrates River, Ethiopia, right there. In the garden, that's where the Most High created Adam and Eve. He sat there and he walked in the cool of the day. And wherever his presence was, there was life. We look at today, which continent, if it's in the center of the earth, in the middle of the hemisphere, and it come, everyone has to, is pulling from this land from a material standpoint, from the resourceful standpoint, from resources. If I'm the creator of 
all the creation and I put all of this stuff in one area, that means this place means something to me. I like this place. So when he planted the garden, logically, let's move all the religions out. Let's try to objectively approach this as much as possible. Although I still have a bias, but still, I'm trying to keep it logical. That's the integrity of what I'm trying to do. So give me that courtesy. Chapter two, you have this occur. Mm -hmm. Now he says, Satan comes in in chapter three, deceives them. They get pushed out of the garden. Mm -hmm. And I say to this day, we still pushed out the garden. The resources are there, but we can't touch it. Can't touch it. Mm -hmm. It says an angel put a sword and blocked them out of the garden so they couldn't get the tree, so they couldn't get the fullness of what the Most High created for them because they went outside of covenant. Ooh, they started acting like a Gentile. Outside. Mm -hmm. Or someone outside of the covenant, the relationship that he built, that he formed. That's what the brother was saying. He said he's the most I spoke and he, but he actually formed and breathed. So we have the image. Now you're made in the image of the father. father yeah, yeah. So when you say firstborn of creation in Hadar, Ethiopia, according to French archaeologists saying that Lucy, we find the oldest bones today in Ethiopia, Hadar, Ethiopia. And the most I said, I created Adam and Eve in Ethiopia. <laughs> and the mitochondrial DNA is an Afro woman. <laughs> What's the math on that? So if that be the case, everyone is the what? The seed of Adam. So the Christ is the second Adam. So what bloodline or people group would he be coming from? Okay. So who's the Gentile and who's the chosen? But me not trying to argue that, but we're going to see. How about that? The most I say, I'm going to show you. And that's what's exciting about this time period. Because if you maneuver, now let's move it a little bit further. And before we move from that, Co, we go to four, Cain and Abel, fighting, boom, 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 chapter five, all this stuff going on, war, chapter six, the angels come down. It's a bunch of mixing because your human beings are at this highest level. That's why you read in the scripture where they're 900 years old. This is the highest order of interaction with spirit, space, and physical. And the, call of, the cause of sin was causing the years to dwindle where the most I said, you know what? I'm wiping y'all out. Flood. Starting over. Right. Just like when you look at, uh, so the flood, let me start there. So you have the flood. Boom. Wipe them out. Starts again. He said, now I'm going to reset it. Nimrod comes down. Ham. All of those people come in. They like, no, we're going to build a tower. This is an east. This is in the east. According to the maps and according to if you're following that logical space of scripture, it's going to be close to the garden. It's not going to go too far. And even with the place that they say that is right now, it's still on the African tentonic plates. Right. So it's still sitting on the continent, although the nations have cut it up and said that this is the Middle East. That's, that's man's law. So we understand that, but we understand that all these names change. Just like Ghana was called the Gold Coast, and now it's called Ghana, or Rhodesia, now it's called Zambia, or <laughs> United States when it was called New Spain. However, you want to run that. So we have to think spirit space. Abraham, Abraham left Ur of the Chaldees, which is showing to possibly be. In my estimation and what I'm reading, if I'm following that objectively, in that Burkina Faso, and there's evidence around that Burkina Faso, Niger area. I'm going to say Niger because that's the, 
the 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 the, po- the posh way but when you're in a lower vibration and in the captivity what does rappers call each other nigga niger it's, it's the same thing it's just depending on from what perspective you're talking just meaning afro negro people mm-hmm. but it, when you're in a captivity you can be you're brought down at your lowest vibration they they're gonna call you whatever they want to call you because that's a part of what being outside of the covenant when you're not in covenant with the most high he said the nations will make you a derision i mean make you a uh will be in derision but they will make you a um what is deuteronomy chapter 28 talk about you will be it's gentile talk right there (laughs) you will be a outcast among the nations you won't even you will be a byword that's the word i'm looking for you will be a byword among the people you ain't nothing byword what is it n-e-g-e-r n-e-g-g-a you are a byword irrelevant Invisible Man, J.A. Rogers. That's a book he wrote. And and what are we dealing with in today's society? A resurgence. There you go. Because of- Scattered abroad. The the, the one who formed is not doing what they're supposed to do in the realm, in the earth realm. Everyone has a job. Everybody that has been created, everything that has been created has a job. And logically, if you look wherever- people who look like me are in this earth realm we have no full autonomy of ourselves. what does that mean no autonomy nowhere so i have to go back to the scriptures and find that okay well either what something 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 it's a little hot it's not it's, it's <laughs> global warming <laughs> It's affecting us, but the, mind, the mindset is where are you at in the, un, your understanding and your overstanding. So mm-hmm. that's why out of Ashana's, we in the Valley of Dry Bones. That's why it's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speak to the dry bones. Mm-hmm. Prophesy to the dry bones that they may live. Genesis chapter 12. Come out from among them. He's talking to Abraham. I'm going to start with you. I'm going to build this nation again with your seed. You're the seed of Adam. And they trace it back. That's why they put the genealogies. When we read those parts when we were younger, we'd be like, uh, and this person be got this. And this be, but now I'm reading like, oh, that's the genealogy. Genesis. That's the, oh, hold on. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. He's trying to tell us that bloodline, you're, you're still here from the beginning. Human beings have never stopped. So whenever this earth started, whether it was a million years ago, two billion years ago, 10 years ago, seven days, well, however you want to look at it, human beings have not stopped. That means your ancestors is still alive through you, different form, and they made the right decisions and the most high was gracious. Now, if you look at where your family line is, where things are overall, you begin to realize what have, what, whatever is, wherever my family is, is based on how we have operated in the na- in nature and in, in the ramifications of sowing and reaping in one way or another. When you start- Let me th- uh, yeah. have you go back one second because you, you just said something. I want you to touch on that. In the beginning, what was that commandment? You said the commandment that was given uh, to the people to come out from among them. But there, there was an order, there was a directive given that someone had to take action and obey and move it forward. Because God has given us the ability to execute on the very words and the very the vision or whatever it is that's been impressed upon that chosen. Because when we 
separate ourselves from that or become just like what scripture says, the Gentiles, those who are outside. And I think in this current state of the world that we live in, people who feel there's a call, they're awakening. I think one of the biggest things that we see that is hindering or is causing hesitancy is because not too many people, it's not masses of people who are following along. So it almost looks like you're crazy. It almost looks like you got it, you're going too far. But everywhere we look at, at, of the inception of anything that was created, it was only a very few, one minimal amount of people or persons who were given who to take the execution to even get to the point where we are now that now we think certain things are normal. But it started somewhere. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can look at the Wright brothers. Let's, let's use them, for example, with the airplane. In the time that they were wasting their time concocting objects, trying to fly in the sky like a bird, I guarantee people are like, look at these fools. But today, we don't even think or hesitate to go go online, buy a ticket, and to get on an airplane to fly United at a TWA or uh, Southwest in a heartbeat. But somebody was crazy enough at one time to execute on something that they believed in. T- TWA is crucial. That showed your age. Crucial. crucial. TWA, that was back in the day. <laughs> TWA. Cold I was watching the movie level. recently yeah. and I saw TWA. <laughs> But it started somewhere. But somebody had to execute on and be determined to follow through on the seed that was planted, a directive that was given at some level. So talk to us about that obedience, A, and that determination and perseverance to see it through. I mean, you can tap into Genesis chapter six, right? Noah was building the ark. Jasher tells you a little bit more detail. Talking about, I think it was 123 years or something like that. 100, 100 plus. Just imagine someone, and remember, those human beings, I call them non-GMO human beings. They had no, they were connected completely to the earth. So imagine the earth in its fullest form, no GMO, just eating straight earth to earth and communication of spirit, spirit body at, the, at our highest form, what we're trying to get to right now. We're still doing the same stuff. That's why the, the Savior said, in, as in when the earth is, when things are changing, it's going to be like the days of Noah. So Noah is a blueprint. Objectively look at Noah. What was Noah talking about? They were DNA splicing. They was doing all kinds of stuff we're seeing now. But at the highest vibration, that's where you had to cut it off. So that's what we have going on right now. Some people put it, politicize it and say it's this or it's that. But from a scriptural standpoint, global warming, all these types of things are the ramifications. And what scripture said, what prophets said to a certain group of people would happen because they're out of covenant. Like you said, out of covenant. So what did he Mm -hmm. tell Noah? He was very specific. He said, you need to build an ark. I don't even know how to do that. What are you talking about? I'm going to show you. So whenever the Most High is going to do something new, just like when he started in the beginning, the earth was without form and void and darkness on deep. And he said, let there be light. And then there was light. He moves outside of the constructs of what is right, (laughs) right, brothers, or what is normal. So everything that starts always is going to appear as if it's nothing or that it's not pop because it's not in the norm. So Noah's up there, boom, hitting the nails, pop, pop. And then you know Ham and then was like, man, we trying to go out there and get these. You know he was that type because when Noah got drunk, when he was so happy that they made it, he over here mocking his dad and doing whatever he doing. So you can see the humanity and the process and thinking like if you a hundred years like your dad over there still building that ark, huh? It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
the shame, the fear, and all that gets into their genes. So Ham, Sham, and Japheth, when they start birthing the rest of humanity, you have all these different types of personality types that came out of it. And that comes from what? We call it now in, in science and in psychologies and stuff, trauma-based, right? So if a child was born in a traumatic situation, that impression, that emotional impression is on the child and the child grows up anxious or whatever it may be, that's the the the, the line of thought that I'm talking about with with um Ham, Shem, and Japheth, but to bring it back to Noah, Noah's out here and he's chipping away, working, working, working. Based on what you guys are doing, the earth is going to respond. If we just make it that logical, the earth is going to respond. Look at, they said the hottest day in recorded human history, according to the Greco-Roman times that we're going by and the times that we are in today, this is the hottest day. We know if you go back to the garden, you go to Tunisia or Northern or in, I, I was in Qatar in Kuwait. I ain't never been in nothing hotter than that. And that was like 10 years ago. I know that for a fact. I couldn't even stand outside. I won't name the artist, but we went out there and we were doing music for the, the service, um, for those in the service. Hundred, it was like a hundred. 15, 20, Cole. You couldn't even stand outside for a second. It was so hot. That's, that's Arizona weather right there. <laughs> so if you're not in covenant with the way the Most High created things and your job was to take care of the earth, then the earth is going to reject you as well. Mm-hmm. Look at the, 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 that whole fertile crescent of northern Africa used to be a, a, a fertile area. But because of contrariness and kept going against, Most High made it what? Desert, but there's still oil underneath. There's still rich country. Tunisia. Um, then you go to Morocco, or where did you go? Morocco, yeah, Libya, all, all those regions. Egypt. They're rich, oil rich. So that means before that, it was everything. The garden was plenteous, but because of the people who are supposed to take care of the lands, who were indigenous to those lands, are not in the proper place, is going to throw the ecosystem off, which affects all of the earth. That's why they're saying that's why everyone's doing the climate activism and so forth and so on. So to answer your question, when when Noah reset, Abraham got back in, then the Most High started making covenant again. Say, okay, if your people, if if you will teach your people my way, then I will heal the land. I will get them back in alignment. I will do this. I'll do that. But you have to understand where does Abram come from? Who is Abram? It says in Genesis chapter 13, after he had um, traveled and left, mm-hmm. he hit a famine. He was, on, he was going south. Then he went up to Egypt. And then after leaving Egypt in 13, it says mm-hmm. he went south again. Where's south? Ethiopia's south. Where was the garden? Ethiopia. So where's Abram trying to go? Just logically. I mean, you, you, you bring up a good point. Um, about, you know, when we talk about human history, the movement and displacement of people, it was always tied to the key word you just mentioned, famine. When you when you look at when there's desolation, when there's lack, mm. when the earth, what the scriptures say, dries up, lack of water. Mm-hmm. Where there is no water, there is no life. Mm-hmm. We talk about the dry bones, that dryness, that arid, the desert landscape. You know, because at one time, you remember, it was fertile. So when we look at the tropical regions, when you start to go further, further, further south of the garden, you find these lush areas. With this, they were this, they looked just like that at some point in time. 
Now, what causes the famine to take place? You know, because when when you say the the covenant for those we could we could replace with contracts. What contracts? What obligations were met or not met to cause the chain reaction mm. to see the existence of what we see today? And it's amazing, like that top area. I mean, they call it what the Middle East now. They don't even consider it Africa. <laughs> they don't even consider themselves African. They've isolated themselves, you know, based in that area, based on if we want to look at classism, uh, the richness of their um, cash crop, where we, as you just mentioned, oil in the, those 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 regions, which be, has become a point, a focal of emphasis on the global perspective because mm-hmm. of its unique location, dead center, and its influence on so many different parts of the globe. So because there's so much high activity in that one region, mm-hmm. and, and, and when you think about it, when we look, go back to even our history books, when we look in our formal education, we never talk about these, we talk of these regions in isolation. It's never, it's the continent of Africa. No, it's the Middle East. No, it's Europe. Yep, it's Asia. And then when you say Africa, it's wherever the highly melanated, dark-skinned people are, even though we're in the same territory, <laughs> you know? And But it, it gets you just to start thinking, once again, because even mm-hmm. growing up in a Christian household and understanding what we were taught, now in 2023, things are more definite and more specific uh, when we start to talk about race and ethnicity. And then you start to look through the scriptures to see Based on all this that we see, we know logically how it works. But once again, how much of power has been removed because we, it has been replaced with an illusion of who those people are? So therefore, when we talked about it, you mentioned how it's the narrative, right? Whoever controls the narrative, how the story is being written, how the story is being told, mm-hmm. and how it's being educated to the masses, they control, they control the minds of the people. So when we look at it, we see Jesus. When we look at Jesus Christ... Scriptures say he's the savior, only begotten son. But when you see the artistic portrayal of said Jesus the Christ, right? What is it? Caucasian man, blonde hair, blue eyes. So so then you got to ask yourself, who is Jesus Christ then? What is the symbol that has been created? Mm-hmm. Is this a form of idolatry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this... Just like the golden calves when in the book of Exodus that were erected that people have uh, cleaved to to say this is mm. what it is. This is who I serve. Because when we look at Afro people, especially when we've traveled, that's all we see. We, we see it all around us. And in that seeing, we as a people have also given our power over to this idea that our help, that our strength, that everything we are as a people literally comes from something or a being that doesn't even look like us and look all across the globe right now white is better 